G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. We are joined by the wonderful Brit and Kate Rahm from Focus on the Family Australia. Good morning. Good morning. Yay. Good morning. Great to have you guys with us again. And congratulations to you. You've yes. been uh, celebrating uh, for a couple of weeks now, but it's uh, a new baby's come along, Yay. a grandbaby for you guys. Oh, a granddaughter. Yes. We haven't had a girl, one in our family, so, well, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you've only it. had boys, and then obviously the, the the grandchildren you've had, or the gr- one grandson so far. Yeah. But yeah, first yeah. granddaughter. That's so wonderful. There we go. Look, I do have I do have um, daughters in law, and let me just say that's beautiful too. Yeah, yeah. Can that's nice. Yeah. So Very exciting. Good. Hadassah Justice. Justice is oh. her name. That's a beautiful oh, name. nickname, and that nickname is already Dashy. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and little Judah can, can't say Dashy, but he can say Dasa. Dessa. Oh, oh nice. that's cute. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's cute. Love it. Yeah. Very nice. Well, congratulations. Yeah, we're a bit soppy at the minute. Yeah, oh, I, can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> we're looking forward to a bit of uh, wisdom from you guys this week. You're talking about listening to understand rather than listening to formulate a response to get the next word in. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And let me understand. Is that what you're trying to say? We're going to be talking about that today? <laughs> I think that's what I, I think I that's what he's meaning. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, communication is the key to healthy relationships, but unfortunately... We think that we're really listening to somebody and we're comprehending, but often we're just waiting for them to stop moving their lips and then we jump in to reply and that's not going to be conducive to a healthy relationship. Mm. And so it's really important, as the good book says, be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. And so we should, you know, you've obviously heard this, you know, we've got two ears, one mouth. We should use that in that (laughs) ratio. Yeah. Um, So... In many relationships can be that, you know, we may be hearing them, but we're not listening. And listening is a great skill that we should teach our children from a very early age. And we need to continue to do that intentionally in our adult relationships. Mm. I've seen lots of different things used for this. I mean, obviously, you've got things like talking sticks and different, you know, props and tools that can help with this sort of thing. What are some things that you've found that works as far as actually, I guess, instructing this to your kids so that they actually get it and understand it? Well, I think one of the the things is we first have to teach them what active listening is uh, because you can't just say, you're not listening to me. What Active listening, if you can ask a question at the end to show interest, I think a lot of the time, a lot of times we are wanting to give our opinion at the end of something mm. <laughs> uh, mm. and, have, and have that last word. But what we really need to be saying, especially if it's something that we don't want to hear, and so we're quick with a response, oh, that's not going to happen, or, you know, you shouldn't be hanging around with those people, or you're going to get into a lot of trouble if you hang around with them. Instead saying, well, why is it that you're choosing to, to make those your friends? Why, what, what is it about them that attracts you to them? And ask those questions. And then once you've asked those questions, you can then give your Thoughts on that? Have you considered? Mm. It's really important that we don't write off what someone else is saying with an opinion already set in place and ready to go. Yeah. Even if it's contrary to our own thoughts yes, and values. Yes, especially say, if it is contrary to actually our own. Make 
values so or something. Help me understand why you've come to that conclusion. But so you need to do it in a loving way that you are genuinely interested in what they're thinking because a lot of the time children think adults don't care what they think. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And and so we want to know what they think. What is going through their mind? Um, it's based on, of course, a young person's mind, but that's all right. That's how they learn to formulate their, their processes for the future. So you want to be a part of that scenario, and the only way you become a part of that scenario is if you show that you respect that they do have a brain and they can think, <laughs> and you want to know how that works. And so if you approach it in a really positive um, way, your child will open up. It may take a few times for them to go, oh, mum really wants to listen. Mm. Or if I share that, they're actually not going to jump down my throat. Mm. And so that may take a little bit of time. But if you continue on, that's how you build a relationship. And that, you know, you, it's a mutual respect thing. Where they say children should just respect their parents, it has to work both ways. And we have to respect our children and not just diminish what they have to say because they're little. Yeah, mm, that's a great that's point. So true. We're actually shaping a life and we're you know, trying to teach them something. So it's not just going to probably take, I mean, it's very unlikely it'll take on the first go. It might not take on the 10th go. Mm, that's right. It is, we're guardians of these little people. We're stewards of these little people. We're going to shoot them out and, you know, their arrows in the, in the future. And, and so we need to be a part of what's going to happen in the future. But if we shut down communication by always jumping in with our opinion is right, our opinion is the best, what you have to say isn't of value, um, you're little, you don't know, uh, then you know what? You're not going to have a relationship with your child. Mm. You won't have that privilege in the future to speak into their life. Now, what about communication and listening in the heat of an argument? with, say, a spouse or something like that? What's some tips on, you know, because you sort of, you get riled up and you do want to have the last word, but it, it's sort of, I mean, I know it's got the same processes as little ones, but, mm. you know, if communication has been a bit of uh, trouble in marriage, what's some tips that we can, you know, arm people with to start, as they say, arguing better? <laughs> well, I'm going to default to Kate after um, I just say, for some relationships, you actually have to give a time limit and say, look, the next five minutes or 10 minutes, I just want to say okay. what I need to say. And then I just want you to listen. And then we'll swap around. It might be like the talking stick, but that may be a discipline that you both need to learn mm. because unfortunately many people react and not respond appropriately. But Kate's got some great uh, information about this with her neuroscience. Yeah. So what can actually happen if you're in an argument, you can already be in an unconscious state of fight and flight. So your, your brain, if you feel like this is going to be a dangerous discussion for you, you don't feel safe in it, you feel like someone's going to attack you with verbally in it, then you've already shut down. Mm. So your prefrontal cortex, you know, your logical brain can't be logical. It's because it's shut down. It, it's, it's not something we've made a choice about. It's something that our, our brain has actually done itself. So what we have to determine is, do we feel safe if we're going to have this conversation? If we don't feel safe, then you need to say, you know, can we talk about this later? Because I am not in a position to discuss this at the moment. And I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt you. Now, 
I, I can even speak from experience with Brett and myself. If we've come across something now, a rare moment, <laughs> uh, where we're... I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> where we might have, what do we say, a vigorous debate. Intense fellowship. Intense fellowship. <laughs> where I will say to Brett, look, you know, I'm, I'm going to come back to this, but I'm going to take a walk around the lake okay. uh, because we've got a lake nearby. And during that time, I will be praying because, look, let's face it, you know, we're, we're 50%, if not more, part of the problem. Mm. And so it takes time it's for God. It's usually 95 and I'm only 5%. <laughs> but you know what happens? It takes about 20 to 30 minutes to get out of the flight and fight response. Mm. Okay. And so to take a walk and come back and be able to talk about it calmly. And it also presents you with this great opportunity not to cause damage verbally. Yeah. You can't take back words. You know what happens? That Somebody says something really hurtful. What do we do? We replay it and replay it and yeah. it becomes our new narrative. And even though they didn't mean it at the time, you know, at the time they might have just said it because they were angry, but they didn't really think it or mean it. Um, they just wanted a barb to mm. come flying at you. Um, to score some points. And so that, that's where we get into trouble as a married couple. We've got to realise we're on the same team. Mm. And, and we and want we, what's best for each other. And we want what's best. And so even if we disagree on something, we have to come to an arrangement of how we're going to talk about it, whether it's write down a few questions you have on it and give those to me so I can read through them and, and think about it because I don't want to say something that isn't true. And we can get caught in that awful cycle and uh, it's just so unnecessary. Mm. And learning to fight fair mm. because, you know, not bringing in things from the past, not you raising our voice, not um, including other people. Not, you know, it just there are so many things that we need to do to prevent a full-on war with our spouse, you know, to, to just calm the situation right down. And there are so many ways to do it in a loving way. I think the biggest thing you want to walk away is from it, do no harm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good we point. actually have a we actually have a, a resource on our on our website called Caring Communication and Conflict, and that may be worthwhile for many of your listeners. Mm. Mm. Yeah, a great resource there. You'll find that at families.org.au. Uh, guys, some really good insight this week. Appreciate your uh, perspective and we look forward to chatting again real soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.